Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. Hanging in there. Uh, looking forward to talking some hoops today. Has uh, got some games, two games this week. First time, uh, well, second time, back-to-back weeks. We've had a little double dip with basketball, but also a pretty big announcement that we found out about yesterday. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. So Saturday, I know Kentucky football has the early, they have the noon kickoff against New Mexico State, but all the attention that morning is going to be on North Laurel High School in London, Kentucky, Derek, and probably an announcement that's coming sooner, I think, than we all expected. Uh, but Reed Shepard will make his college announcement Saturday morning at 9 o'clock at 9 a.m. Eastern time there at North Laurel High School. It's uh, Honestly, at, at this point, I'd be shocked if it's not Kentucky, given how early he's announcing, because it seems to me like if if he were committing elsewhere, he's got a lot of high school basketball left to play in this state. <laughs> and and that, that just seems like it would be kind of hostile for him if he decides to commit to a Virginia or somewhere else this early. I, I just think all signs point to it being Kentucky. Definitely. Um, not heard any kind of scuttlebutt at all to the contrary that it won't be UK. Uh, he's up to nine crystal ball predictions. All all the big wigs at 24-7, Eric Bossy, uh, Chris Fisher, Travis Branham, they've all got high confidence in UK. And Branham put his in yesterday. And, of course, we've had Travis on the show, what, two or three times. And uh, he's told us before he does not put crystal ball picks in uh, unless he feels good about the intel. And he very rarely um, – very rarely misses. Matter of fact, let me see what his percentage is here on the crystal ball. In the 2022 class, he's put in 44 picks. There's been one that he didn't get right, and he's only missed 10 all time. So a recruitment like this, too. And, and you gotta think, uh, for people who have been listening to our show for a long time, and they might, Sean, they might even they might remember the last time Travis was on the show. If you guys remember, he was actually talking about Virginia maybe being in a better spot That's right. than what we had all thought. He seemed to be a little bit more high on some other teams as opposed to uh you know i think bossy i think the day that reed got offered by uk he put a pick in for the Cats. so that would tell me that travis has heard something concrete enough that he feels good putting this and then just the logic of it too like you said he's committing super early he's from a uk family and a hotbed of uk fans i mean and he's inviting like the whole state to come watch his announcement like this is this week might as well be a celebration, I guess you could say, because it's seems to be very little suspense on where he's going to go. Yeah, and it's it's going to be a packed place Saturday morning. I saw Reed tweet out this morning that you know about the announcement and that you might want to get there early. I would expect probably a lot of Eastern Kentucky to be in attendance there Saturday morning. I'm planning on going. It's going to be a huge announcement. But if he ends up being, let's just say it, if, if he's the first commitment to the 2023 class, Derek, John Calipari not only gets a really good player, but he also gets a win with the fan base as well because that's going to be one that if he is a Wildcat Saturday morning, everyone in this state's going to love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was uh, – once they evaluated him and determined that they thought he could fit, be good enough to play here, and they offered, I mean – you know, you had to feel good about UK's chances. And, yeah, to be the first commitment potentially in that 2023 class, it seems like he most likely will be. I mean, unless someone between now and Saturday morning decides to <laughs> go for it, then, um, you know, that'll be a great start. He's he's a five-star in the composite. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's number 20. It's, this is interesting <laughs> where uh, at 24-7, they kind of they phase in five stars. Like, 
it starts off, I think, with like 10 five stars, and then it'll go up to like 15. And eventually, when the class is complete, there'll be, you know, upwards of potentially 30 five star players. But Reed is number 17 in our rankings 24 7, but that's just a four star ranking. But in the composite, he's ranked 22nd, so five spots lower, but he's got a five star ranking in the composite. Um, so there's some more composite fives than there are just five stars on our website. So You'd be starting off with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you'd be starting off with class with the five-star talent, the number one player in the state, obviously. Um, and, again, like like you were saying, it's a, I mean, gosh, last season when they were playing so poorly and it was becoming obvious that Reed was going to be a high major prospect, you know, a lot of people were already spending time talking about him. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Sean. I'm just trying to think back to, I mean, I grew up in that area just, 10 minutes probably south of well more like 20 minutes from North Laurel <clears throat> but um doing it now getting it out of his way I, I don't know if they've even started their high school season I'm sure it's close to starting if it hasn't already um getting that out of the way now I think is a smart move on his part it is. just because the longer it goes the more you have the pressure of you know people coming up asking you where you're going like at least now assuming it's Kentucky like the people who are going to come watch you, they're going to do it just because they want to watch a future UK player, not because of the kind of – I mean, the, the longer it would have gone on, the more suspense it would have been, the more pressure would have mounted on him. I mean, he could have um, – assuming he doesn't reclassify, he could just have two full years of high school basketball, knowing where his future is going to be, not having to worry about it. I, I think it's really smart on his part. And he's already going to be one of the the beloved kids that puts on a Kentucky jersey. If that, if that is indeed where he goes, he'll be beloved regardless just because he's reading and Stacy's son. But – you not only are reading Stacy's son, but then you got two years of high school basketball in this state. Jeff and Stacy. Yeah, uh, sorry. What what did I say? <laughs> reading Stacy. Reading Stacy. Jeez, sorry. Uh, long day. Jeff and Stacy. <laughs> so you've got that for you, but you've also got the effect of two full years in this state as a UK basketball commit. We know he'll be going into Lexington and playing some games. He's going to have even in road games. Fans are going to love him, Derek, even yeah. when they go to road environments. That, that's the cool thing about it. And the other side of this, too, this is a kid that I think is going to make a killing in NIL opportunities when he gets to Lexington. And you're already seeing it now with the, the videos coming out on his Twitter and, and stuff and the one yesterday where he actually made, that he made the announcement that he's going to be making his college announcement in it. I think this is a kid that's going to have two years to sit back and think about NIL. And it's going to be kind of his commitment out of the way. And he can be like, all right, how do I make money off my name and my image and my likeness? And he's going to be able to do that alongside his parents. Yeah, I think when that passed, it pretty much was game over in this recruitment. I mean, I just – you would have to really think you would be a terrible basketball fit at UK to pass up the money he's going to make um, almost immediately whenever he gets to Lexington. So, that was one case uh, where I think NIL has really helped. Um and I don't know how much he'll discuss that in his commitment, but you know that if if Tata Washington can pull in the deals that he has for a guy who UK fans probably didn't even know about until like March when he decommitted, then a guy like Reed should have no problem. I mean, bringing in tons of money. So that's not the thing. It's Tata. He's a very good player, but he's not a. He's, well, he had basically no tie. He was committed to another school like earlier this year. <laughs> so, well, like the thing that Reed has going for him is he's going to have the name across the state. He's going to be able to partner alongside his parents and do some things with, uh, you know, t shirts are going to be sold and family tradition and all this stuff. 
but he's also got the the London market. He's got that hometown market in this state that's going to help him with NIL. It's just, this this is going to be a kid that he's going to make a lot just from being a Kentucky kid and and who his parents are and the, how good they were at Kentucky and I just think it's a really good move to announce it now to get some of the pressure off. Everybody's going to know where he's going. He can just settle in and play two years of high school basketball, and he'll hope to make it to Rupp Arena before he gets to Rupp Arena. Yeah. Can juniors win Mr. Basketball in Kentucky? I don't – is that just a senior award? I don't know if it is or not, but if it's not, he probably just locked it up for the next two years uh, did, just yeah. by committing to UK. <laughs> he'll probably be the best player in the state regardless. But uh, I don't, it's I don't a know. really good start to 2023. Like you get him, yeah, it is. It's, it's a really good start. And you got an in-state kid. Uh, you got an in-state kid who is just blown up to be one of the – I told you how we, – we said it back a year ago, how big this recruitment was going to be. And if Kentucky ever got in play, it was going to become even bigger. But I just think I, it's big because if, if that's where he decides to go Saturday morning and that's where we all think he's going, John Calipari is still going to be walking in gyms at North Laurel High School and around Eastern Kentucky. And that right there is so big for this part of the state. John Calipari coming to Eastern Kentucky to these gyms. I'm telling you, Derek, you, you grew up down here. You know how big of a deal that is. I almost feel like this was a more quiet recruitment than like it had the potential to be. I mean, this is – I mean, he announced this out of nowhere. I don't think anyone was expecting him to commit this early, right? I mean, this was kind of out of the blue that he was going to be announcing. I mean, there was – obviously when he got offered back in, uh, I don't know, June, whenever he did in the summer, you know, there was a lot of buzz right around then. And then I, to me, I mean, I, I didn't follow the read beat every single day, but it, it, it didn't seem like, you know, that I heard a ton about him uh, – up in here recently, I, I, what did he visit for Madness? I think right around that time. Um, so he had taken a couple of visits, but you know, it, announcing it now. I mean, this this recruitment, if it went on another year, it would have had. I mean, he could have had this whole state buzzing. Um, it could have been a, an, a the kind of recruitment that people were on pins and needles for, waiting to see. And it doesn't seem like he's going to go that route. And I applaud the kid for that if he knows where he wants to go to not drag it out. Um, I think it's good on his part. It's good for Cal to, I think it's good for Cal too. Just, uh, obviously he can't comment publicly uh, on Reed until he signs next year, but to, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it getting the good graces of the fan base, but there would have been a, a very large segment of this fan base that would not have been happy had Reed ended up elsewhere, given his ranking, given his ties to the state, to the, to the school, um, so, really, Sean, I feel like this has worked out just about perfect all the way around, assuming he does choose UK on Saturday. Yeah, it's it's going to be a big deal. That's for sure. A big deal for this fan base, a big deal for the Shepherd family, and a, a big deal for Eastern Kentucky. I mean, this is just something like, you know, I was at Shelby Valley last week and Cassidy Rose signed with the UK women's basketball program. I know they've had Macy Morris. They've had Blair Green do some things. But any time an Eastern Kentucky kid gets that opportunity, especially in basketball, it's a massive deal. And, and this just does not happen on the men's side very, very often. No, I was – I don't even know the last person from around there to play at UK would have been. That was on scholarship. Uh, I don't know if it's even been this century. Maybe early 2000s. I think Corey Sears might have been yeah, someone way back then, but not someone – obviously he did not have the – status yeah. of someone like reed um and there's really not been anybody like reed has there 
No, and and we know who that player comparison is going to be in that video Saturday morning if Reed commits to Kentucky, right? <laughs> like, did he wear number fourteen at UK, or does uh, he wear fourteen now? He wore. What does he wear at North Laurel? I know Jeff was fifteen, but we know that it's going to be the highlight videos of Jeff. It has to be right. He was if fifteen, they, wasn't he? Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Like if they decide to go that route where they show the comparison of who's on the wall down the Cal walkway, it has to be his dad, right? They ought to show his mama, right? She they should. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a little bit of both in him, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's from what I've heard and what I've seen. There, it's it's going to be a big day. Uh, like I told you yesterday, it makes Saturday morning difficult because I'm going to be at football too, but I'm going to definitely be at North Laurel High School that morning and then up to football because it's just a massive morning, uh, just a, a, a massive day for the state, Kentucky fans, and for him. And definitely uh, it's going to be good for the show too. Hopefully at some point we can get Reed on here. If, if, if Kentucky is indeed the school he picks, I'd, I'd love to have him on the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to to the 13th region, just to that part of the state. I mean, when I was going through high school, nobody was playing Division One sports, uh, and then in recent years, you've had uh, obviously Chase E. Steps playing baseball at Kentucky. Corbin's already got a freshman committed to Louisville for baseball. I mean, one of the top baseball schools in the country as a freshman, he's already committed there. Um, Travion Longmire from Corbin obviously committed to UK. Dakota Patterson uh, would bet a lot of money he will be committing to UK uh, at some point in the near future, probably within the next few months. Um, I'm probably forgetting some people. Like Marcus Carson, you know, he went to the same high school for people who followed UK baseball. Reed and Marcus went to the same high school at North Laurel. And uh, Marcus played baseball for Kentucky, had a good career, was on UK's best team ever. But in general, I mean, this was not something you saw a lot of up until now. And it's really like a – I don't know, it's just been a great run. I'm probably forgetting some other kids from from other schools down there uh, who have gone on to play D1 sports. But this is really cool. I mean, it's hard – if you are if you don't – if you've not been to Eastern Kentucky or Southeastern Kentucky, been like to the 13th region – like it, it's still really hard for me to wrap my head around a kid this good playing down there, like a kid good enough to play at a school like Kentucky. Like I remember Andrew Taylor went to the high school that I went to. He was quite a few years younger than me. I think he's still in college. Um, but, like, he was just by far the best player I'd ever seen down there. And he was good enough to sign a Division One scholarship with Furman originally, which, you know, is great to be good enough to go there. But I can't imagine a, a, 
legitimate five-star player being there. Like, I, I feel like I have to go watch him play a game against Corbin at some point before he graduates. But what you're talking about, like those gyms, how packed they're going to be, uh, the stories people will tell about a small-town Kentucky kid being a five-star prospect and going to UK. I mean, it's it's really hard for me to, to wrap my head around. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like, uh, this that's a region that I played in. I know that's a region that you played sports in and what you're seeing right now with football commitments from, from the 13th region, you're seeing football commitments from Eastern Kentucky there. I mean, it's, it's really cool to see, but to have someone like Reed Shepard, a, a guy that just acquires so much attention. Uh, we knew when that sports illustrated column was written last year, that this was going to be a pretty big deal, but we, I didn't think that it would be this soon though, Derek, I thought that maybe no. Senior year, going into that summer of his senior seasons, when I thought that Kentucky would really kind of get involved, but I think that that just shows you how John Calipari views him. All it took was one opportunity to see him, and I think he's like, "All right, this this kid is good enough to not just take a scholarship. This kid's good enough to play because he was one of the first four players that they offered in the twenty three yeah. class. For for it to be that early, this isn't just a please the fan base thing. This is a this kid is good enough to help us here, and that's the big deal about it." I mean, you look at the rest of this 23 class, they're still a favorite for the top player, DJ Wagner. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at this top five. I think every single one of these kids has visited UK recently. Kwame Evans, Mackenzie Mbako, although it sounds like he's probably a Duke lean. But then Mookie Cook was on campus not long ago. JJ Taylor was on campus not long ago. Uh, I think it's Omaha Baloo, maybe is how you say his name. He was a guy that Travis mentioned on our podcast a few months ago that UK was in on. Robert Dillingham's the number eight player, a point guard who's got uh, – he's believed to be a UK lean. I mean, that's a bunch of guys right there just in the top ten alone. Um, Justin Edwards was another guy that Travis was telling us about. I mean, this feels like the class that, uh, you know, Reed is going to be the most discussed, I think, just certainly on the local level. But in terms of the quality of player and where he might end up ranked, I mean, he might end up being the fourth or fifth highest ranked guy in this class, and he's a, a very talented player in his own right. So this feels like the potential year for for UK to kind of be in that kind of – I mean, I could see Reed going up the rankings even more. So this feels like the kind of class where you already see five or six names have a great shot at. So this could be one of those years, again, where they get back in that four to five, uh, five-star player range. And a lot of these guys, you know, the higher-end talent that they've maybe been missing out on the past few years prior to, to Shaden Sharp and Livingston and, and Casey Wallace this year. Yep, it's, it's going to be a big day for sure. It's going to be a big week. I'm sure we'll talk about it more as this week goes along and definitely next week when announcement is made. And we'll if, if it is indeed Kentucky, we'll have a commitment episode ready and everything to go up Saturday. But, but Derek, let's uh, let's transition real quickly here. Kentucky basketball returns to action tonight. So we're recording this at 2.45 Eastern time. So some of you will probably catch this episode on Wednesday or maybe even late tonight after this game is finished. But uh, you got any just last-minute predictions? I know Kentucky looks to go above 500 uh, with the win over Mount St. Mary's. No, I just, you know, this is a game that, uh, you know, you should take care of business. I actually watched – I even, I have not really honed in on the schedule that much. Uh, I actually watched them play Villanova a little bit, Mount St. Mary's, and I totally forgot that they were playing UK this year. That was just last week when they played them on, on FS1. But Villanova beat those guys by 40. That game was uh, obviously in Philadelphia at Villanova. They just lost by 20 points to St. Joe's on Saturday. 
Kentucky, I think is like a 24-point favorite, maybe something like that. I saw someone put a $220,000 bet uh, on UK covering that tonight. Was that you, Sean? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You didn't put that 220000 down? Okay. Not me. Uh, uh, somebody did. Someone's got confidence. If you go on Ken Palm, they're they're 26-point favorite. Um, I mean, I think this is just the kind of game. I'm kind of curious, the, the pre-stuff. I want to know. Uh, I, I doubt Jacob Toppin goes from having an MRI on Saturday to playing tonight, but I would kind of like to hear an update on him, although Cal is not the most reliable guy when it comes to talking about uh, injuries. But does Damian Collins follow it up? Uh, Bryce Hawkins, it sounds like Cal wants to get him in there more. Uh, a lot of the same things, I guess I'm still wondering. I mean, does just just given that they've played two games now, Toppin played once but was out last game, I, I kind of feel like the rotation might be similar to what it was against uh, uh, Robert Morris on Friday night. What, what, what do you think? Uh, I think it was similar. I do. I think you're going to see Damian Collins continue to get his minutes regardless of how he's playing. And then, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see, do they keep Savir around the 22, 23, 24-minute mark, or does he climb near 30? Because I, I know Cal said earlier this year in the exhibition game that Tata and Savir probably got to play 30 minutes each. But he didn't on Friday night. And I, I want to see if that efficiency with turnovers and assists, I want to see what that number is like tonight. Does Oscar Shibway break the Rupp Arena record for rebounds in a game? It's 21 by Shaquille O'Neal. I feel like we probably need to say that every game, Derek, considering he's already grabbed 20 rebounds twice in two games. It's uh, it's worth talking about that. At some point this year, I think that record is going to fall. Yeah, you would think he has a good chance at it for sure. Um, we'll probably – I don't know how the rest of this week's going to go. I'm sure we'll talk about them because they play Friday night. If you're looking at UK's schedule, and I, I just basically use Ken Palm at this time of year, Mount St. Mary's is 300. I think there's like 300 and – I don't know how many teams. I think there's like 350, more than 350 teams maybe in Division One. There are a ton. Um, Mount St. Mary's is 300th. They play Ohio on Friday night, but after Ohio, they play Albany, who's 298, North Florida's 238, Central Michigan's 309, and then they play Southern, who's coached by uh, Sean Woods. They're 301. So I bring all those numbers up to point out that Ohio is 3-0. They beat Belmont, who's 67th on Ken Palm, by 12. They've won every game by double digits, Sean. They're 97th. And I want to say, yeah, they were a tournament team last year. They won a game. They beat Virginia last year in the tournament. Aren't they getting votes for the top 25? They might be. I mean, so this will be a game, like, come Friday night. uh, You know, I think I certainly have a tendency to kind of look at the schedule and look at November and say, you know what, I mean, you're not not really going to learn anything about these guys. But that that is a legitimately – certainly not a game you feel like you you should lose by any means. But this is not just your run-of-the-mill kind of buy game. Ohio is a team that uh, has some experience. I know they lost their best player from last year. But I don't think they're the kind of team that's going to be incredibly intimidated by any means to come play, knowing that they just beat a team like Virginia that was, uh, you know, had won the national championship. I guess technically last year when they beat them, they were still a defending national champ since there wasn't a tournament in 2020. Um, That game will be interesting to me on Friday night. I think you'll learn a little bit more just in terms of if if UK struggles, maybe you say, "Ah, you know what, I mean, these guys are still trying to figure it out. But – I do think that's the kind of win that that's the kind of game. I think if you beat a team like Ohio by twenty, I, I, I somewhat feel like that means something about how how good these guys are kind of coming along. Ohio did receive one vote in the AP Top Twenty Five this week, so they're they're right there. A win, 
A win yeah. versus Kentucky definitely gets them in the top 25. <laughs> that's, where, uh, so, that's where I was going with that, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not going to be an easy one. Uh, that'll be a challenge for John Calipari's club. And you just want to see this team continue to get better game by game. I think tonight's a, a step up from what it was last Friday because you want to see that consistency. Do they shoot the ball as well? Uh, Cal, Cal's comment after the game Friday night, there's going to be a game where we hit three or four threes. No, if, if, they're, if that happens, then they just didn't shoot many because I think they have too many dudes that can shoot the ball well from outside for them to have a game where they only hit three or four threes, Derek. I think this needs to be a team that consistently shoots somewhere between 18 to 22 to 23 threes a game. I, I think that they shoot the ball that well. And if they take 22 to 23, I think that this is the type of team that's going to average 9, 10, 11 makes a game. Yeah, I when he said that the other night, I, I thought he was trying to be modest or something, or he's just been burned so many times by teams in the past thinking that they can shoot, and they really didn't have that many. I mean, this team has way more quality shooters than yeah. um than what we're used to seeing. And we've not even talked about the C.J. Frederick news and everything. We've not been on this podcast talking about it and and stuff. I know I put up the the rundown from the Robert Morse game, and I was mentioning C.J. as, as their best shooter and he hadn't even taken the floor, and it – that's not going to happen this year, Derek. I mean, that's uh, but that's where this depth of talent that we've been talking about for months comes into play. Uh, Dante Allen probably has a pathway to some opportunities now that I don't think Dante was going to have had CJ Frederick been healthy. And then Davion Mintz, I feel like the injury to Frederick just kind of magnifies Davion Mintz's return even more because now that decision where he announced it in July, to me, it makes even more sense now because there's a there's a really big role for him on this team. Yeah, I feel like his role as uh, being that three-point shot maker is, is even more important just because you, you assume he's going to play more minutes than Davion. And uh, you hope Tata shoots the ball well. I think Grady has shown you he's going to shoot the ball well. Uh, Wheeler's knocked down some threes. But, you know, Dante off the bench, that's going to be his specialty for sure. But you were counting on Frederick to provide that as well whenever he did play. And um, knowing now that – Going back and reading Cal's comments from Friday, I I assume he knew Friday night that Frederick was done for the year, and that's why I think his comments about Dante Allen, you know, bringing up Derek Willis and saying that you might just have to – everybody have to help him on defense, that kind of made me think that he knew Dante was going to have a role on yeah. this team. If he was bringing stuff up like that and saying, you know, Mintz being the shot maker, you know, they do have to step in it. I don't want to say it's good. I feel awful for Frederick that he won't get to play this year. But in terms of the team, like, he he wasn't really around practicing very much. He obviously didn't play a game with the U.K., so it's not like from a chemistry standpoint you're losing a guy who had been part of your team, uh, been part of the rotation. So in that standpoint, for U.K. overall, it's not a, a back-breaking injury. But I do feel bad for C.J., who has had injury trouble his whole career, it seems like. Um was going to come back home, play for his home state school. A lot of people were excited, and he was going to have a role for sure if he was healthy on this team. So you hope that he heals up well, comes back next year, and, and can play because that veteran experience next year, I mean, because it's hard to say for sure who's going to be here and who's not. You feel like Ty Ty for sure is going to be gone. I mean, Kellen Grady and Mintz ain't going to be here. Wheeler might decide to go pro. I mean, having a veteran, even if he didn't play for your team this year, having a guy who's been in college as long as Frederick has – I think will we'll really pay off next year. It will. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, but Kentucky, Mount St. Mary's tonight, uh, Tuesday night, a chance for Kentucky to get above 500. 
Uh, this is a team in November. They just want to keep getting better and better each game, each opportunity. We'll see how this rotation continues to play out, who gets minutes, who doesn't. Uh, the consistency across this roster, like I said, I'm looking for Xavier Wheeler. I, I want to see another game where the assists are high, the turnovers are low, and then Oscar Shibway continue to do his thing, and then how the rest of these guys kind of carve out their role over the next few weeks. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 